Thank you so much for being here for Drawn Together, where we interview a series of inspiring creative people and you can draw along or you can just listen. If you would like to support the show, Shannon and I both have a Patreon account where you can get cool rewards. And we are also super grateful just to have you here sharing your attention and your time with us. We thrive on these conversations and we really love them. And it's great to have you along for the ride. If you enjoy this, then we'd love you to help spread the word to anyone else you think might enjoy it too. And we look forward to exploring uh, a world of conversational topics and drawing our really wonderful guests. So thank you for being here as part of Drawn Together. Now enjoy the show. I'm going to show you some of Chance's amazing work. Um, Chance sent through a bunch of stuff um, for us to look at, which is really nice. So yeah. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Chance. It's it's really great. We, we get into it as the conversation progresses, but I, I feel like a real um, kinship to you. We have a very similar experience having moved to Germany and um, living from drawing and with our beautiful families and stuff. So we'll get into that. But let's look at some of your work. Um, this is going to cover us up for a moment, but this is really nice. I like that you've shown us some studies. So there's like some foundational practice here. Uh, um so so great so there's like a theme going through this which i think we'll, we'll be talking about exaggeration quite a bit in caricature which is really super interesting because we have lots of questions for chance as well um and here's another really dynamic wonderful study um so chance if you're watching on youtube maybe you'll have if you'd like to say anything about any of these pieces um let us know i i love that you sent us such a broad range of stuff to look at um because you have your studies and there's illustration work. This looks, this is like an amazing painting um, with this guy looking at the hat and this incredible hair. Um, was that? Dang. Yeah, from 2017. Yeah, I see the, the new model. I think there's a little bit of a, bit of a lag. A bit of a lag, yes. Yeah, so. But uh, I've really, um, I miss figure drawing. I miss figure drawing. Mm. I miss drawing from life one of the things i like so much about you is you do the stuff that i miss okay you know you you do traditional art like you draw on paper you paint you're the thing that you do really well that i really admire is you just do it so much do it fast you're just always doing different portraits of people and yeah. i feel like i've ever since i've embraced digital more and more i've become more technical and perfectionist and okay I, I, I miss that playfulness yeah. that I used to have in the past with my traditional studies. Yeah. And... We've got some of your digital work up now. Um, there's the 90s kid, so cool. And this guy, uh, you should have seen the other guy with the, like, the stars around the head. And so that's interesting. You mentioned the digital, like it's so clean. It's like, it's amazing. It's incredibly stylized and it's so like crisp. Um, yeah, so I see what you mean, like the dynamism of the sketching and the quick stuff. And this is, um, this looks really, it, it, it's all amazing. Um, Thank you. You know, the funny thing about these two drawings, the 90s kid and the guy with the um, the stars around yeah. his head, is I drew those on paper first and they were in my sketch pad. So they have that playfulness that I normally okay. have when I'm drawing. Them okay, paper. yeah. But I put that clean, crisp digital that I love. I, I get lost in the details when I, when I do digital. And I love digital, but um, I've, I've noticing that if I start digital, I tend to get very fixated on details that are too early on. Mm -hmm. 
you're one of my favorite artists when it comes to just being loose and playful the whole way through just making it oh fun cool thank you the whole way through because it's, it's um wait 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 We've uh, chances. Did you say chances that microphone you're, is you're st still a bit unclear. Um, I'm not sure what we can do about the sound for chance. Um, uh oh. It's uh, garbled. C can you understand? Can understand chance? Garbled. I'll test again. Can you hear me a little bit better? Because I'm wondering where where your mi microphone is, if it's the the AirPods. Or... So my microphone is my my AirPods. Yeah. I think actually, you know what? Let me just check. because I... I thought it was the AirPods. But... Okay. Otherwise, I I can also put um mine and Shannon's volume down a little, and um. And then, chance will be a bit louder. Hopefully, that will balance things out a bit. <laughs> okay, so chance your audio is way better than mine was. So it's it's oh, it's yeah. a general oh, so okay. it's a general win <laughs> improvement. <laughs> okay, it's better just now, Lydia says. Okay, cool. Um All right, now I've switched over. I I grabbed a couple of pictures off of your um Instagram. Uh cuz it's so amazing. This stuff blows me away. Something that I am really interested in your work is it's um like I think for a lot of people, there's this thing of like, you're drawing someone and then it's like, Hey, that doesn't look like me. Or as the artist, we can be like, Oh, it doesn't really look like them. But you're it's, I think it's so courageous that you, you're sitting there with these people. And then it's like, boom, you show them. I love the videos on your Instagram, the reels where it's like, you're sketching the people and then here's the reveal. And they're often they're laughing and this incredible, playful, like dynamic style of your caricature. I also, it's so clear um, and it's so different. Like it's different that it's on paper and you can see like the pastel or what is it you use, but it has that clarity and it's, it's such strong, clear drawing. It's really cool. Um, what are you using in those chairs? Oh, nice. So um, the colors are called art sticks. They're, they are, um, kind of a wax-based uh, color that feel, yeah, they're, they're very wax-based. They feel a little bit like pastel, but they don't smudge with your fingers, which is really important if you're trying to go really fast. So they're called art sticks. Okay. And then the markers are literally the cheapest markers you can think of. In fact, they make the markers for kids. They're called Crayola, oh. <laughs> and they come in these little um, kid boxes, like very colorful boxes were meant for kids and little stickers. Yeah, awesome. And I use those markers because they have these really pointy tips and they're fat. And I've just put my own ink in it, like more expensive ink, because okay. the ink they what? give you is water-based and it's really, it's not so good, but. How um, do you get the ink in there? Well, the markers that I buy, they have, they, uh, if I was in my office, I would just pull the thing out and show you. But uh, they, the markers have. Um, I'll just show everyone. Box that allows you to make them from scratch. So here's the shot of Chance. i just quickly let you know for those drawing along, um, there's a link in the description uh, below the video and you'll be able to get the photo of Chance to draw from that we're going to be drawing from today because it's quite low res there. So you'll be able to get that to, to draw along with us. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Chance again. Yeah. Picasso painted Gertrude Stein. She said it didn't look like her. His answer was, you will. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm Chance again. Cool. Yeah, that's that's it's interesting the way um, Shannon is becoming Chance. I'm not sure <laughs> why, <laughs> but. Um, so that was a little intro introduction it. to some of Chance's work and be sure to check out his Instagram. The, the link is also in the description below. Uh, and I think maybe I put your website in there as well. Um, and check out Chance's work because it's, it's just so cool. And I, I really love the recent stuff you've got on Instagram where you're like, you're sitting there, you're drawing the people and you reveal it to them and you have this instant feedback. It's like, and at least the stuff you share, it seems to be so positive and they're laughing so much and it's... Um, yeah, 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 so cool to see that. Because, um, yeah, the the idea of connection um, is something that I, I think is really interesting. And as we draw people, that we, we establish this connection to them and we share an experience somehow. And it's really cool seeing seeing the way you're doing that with your, your clients. Um, yeah, I think yeah, that's, I think what, that's I like what I like most about caricature is, is the, the, interaction the interaction with people. With people. I, I mean, I, 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 mean, I love drawing caricatures, but... I kind of I kind feel a little, little bit like an imposter, like an imposter in, the in the caricature art world. Mm -hmm. Because my because interest, my interest in, caricature in caricatures started, started with, with comics, comics and character design. And I didn't know how to get a job doing that when I was 16 or 15. But there was a steam park where I lived that was hiring young people to draw caricatures. Awesome. And the artists who worked there, they were much older than me. They, I was... 16 and they were 25 28 some of them in their mid-40s and they worked with disney and they've done you know they've done all they have whole careers behind them you know very professional artists and they work at the steam park and they would draw these amazing draw drawings with marker on paper no pencil no pre-sketch just everything the whole body, body superhero, superhero stuff, stuff. And I remember thinking, oh, this is really cool oh, because really these cool guys, because these guys, they draw like my, they, they draw like people that I like, but that I like, you know, but... it's funny. I like the funny aspect of it. And the caricature part wasn't something I was particularly interested in at first. And um, it was only when I started working with caricature artists that were far better than me quite recently that I started to think more about caricature as such, because before it was more about line quality and storytelling with the bodies and fun you know just drawing fun things interactions between people that's what I, I liked the most and so caricature is something i feel like i've only gotten into in the past five or six years even though i've been doing it for the past 20 yeah, years cool um yeah, that's so interesting the, like the like the connection with the people but also the colleagues and the other that are other caricature artists because that's something i see in your instagram feed as well that you're it's like you're often sitting together with people um and something that I, I've, I, I feel like I, I've only really um, had this kind of glimpse into the camaraderie and the, the fun of caricature um, since 2020, when I met you, um, I think it was at Caricature Barbecue and some live events where I've met some caricature artists online and start to notice how much fun everyone's having and the, like, the dynamic between the artists as well. Um, so it's interesting that it was like those other artists like how they um like how that yeah how that experience was for you getting into it so really cool what comics did you read growing up chance oh my uncle owned a, a dollar store one of these um cheap little dollar stores and i would work at this dollar store with him and he would pay us like maybe like 20 bucks every night or something. But we were, I was young. I must have been like 10 or 11. 20 bucks was a lot of money back then. 
but he also let me take a comic home after I worked with him. And he would have, like, I don't even remember the comics. They were, like, these cheap, like, X-Men comics that were out of print, um, weren't necessarily, like, the best story or anything. And I would just take one. I would go home and draw these characters from the comics. And they were mostly X-Men and Batman, Spider-Man, that kind of stuff. But I don't remember the stories that were being told because it wasn't, like, a continuous... It wasn't a comic book store. So they, they would just randomly bring issue 34 of spider-man and then no other issues (laughs) we have a different comic every you know every Mm -hmm. month and so you couldn't really you know develop the story but so i just followed the artwork and i was interested in it cool that's awesome i know the comic book the dollar dollar store comic book situation my son was raised on dollar store comic books that's the best (laughs) because the stories tend to be so bad you force the focus more on the artwork (laughs) I always focus on the art, yeah, like, I'm always surprised people are like, oh yeah, that, that story arc and that series and this and that, and I'm like, I was just looking at it. I... So you're, it looks like you're drawing, you're drawing a character, a caricature here, Shannon. No, I tried to, I tried to draw that little kid in the back, but it looked cooler with a pencil, but then you couldn't see it, so I tried to draw him and everything, and it's just, oh, it's highly experimental. Cool. Yeah, I was wondering, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear about caricature, like, because um, I was wondering, should I do caricature or just do like what I always do? Or I don't know. But there was this interesting because I've only, there's a couple of times I joined caricature barbecue and I like in the midst of things, I felt kind of uh, like, oh, I should be like pushing exaggeration and um, or just like whipping out some shapes and drawing into those shapes and and yeah, maybe you can talk a bit about how, like, the process of learning caricature, how that has been, like, because I, I, I think for myself, and maybe, what yeah, caricature? what is caricature? Maybe you could tell us about peanut butter and jelly, because that was such a good. Um, this is this is very very important. The peanut butter and jelly. You, this is a very serious topic. Yeah. <laughs> um, we shouldn't laugh when we talk about peanut butter and jelly here. This is very serious. Okay. Okay. Peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> The, 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 no, I, I said this uh, a little bit earlier, but the idea of caricature for me is what it comes down to is likeness and exaggeration. And as long as your caricature has likeness enough to where it looks like the person and it's exaggerated enough to where you can tell that certain things are proportions are exaggerated in a way that brings out likeness more because sometimes you know you can exaggerate the space between someone's eyes a little bit more than they really are and it ends up looking more like the person than if you would have drawn it exactly the way that it was mm-hmm. because those you think about who's the, who's the girl that played the show um uh the queen's gambit this actress oh uh anna taylor joy has any yeah, she's got a great face. She's got such a good face. And yeah, like you I'm, could draw her eyes like floating out to the side and it would look like Exactly, right? Her her <laughs> eyes are a little bit further away from the center than than they probably should be, but that's what gives her that that mystique, that mystery. And so a caricature takes that and sort of pushes it a little bit, exaggerates it to make it look more like her. So exaggeration and likeness. It's peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> you got to have those two ingredients. Yeah. 
Do you and ever do you ever fry your peanut butter and jelly like a grilled cheese? <laughs> Ooh, you know, I, I've I've heard of that. I heard of that, and I, I think something. I might have tried it once. And something about it felt felt Wrong. weird. It felt like it felt like eating warm warm cereal. But, but I, I I can understand mm. the appeal of it. It, it was. Something about it was, was interesting. It was, it was too exotic for me. I was too old. I understand. I think I should have tried it maybe <laughs> when I was younger. If um, if at, Warm but I live in Europe, so the, if at any point anyone in the chat has questions um, for chance, then uh, give them to us. We have a few um, a few questions that people gave us through Instagram, which is really cool. Um, because yeah, we we'd love to. Uh, this is this is the time to ask a caricature artist um, something, uh, or ask ask a Texan living in Dresden something. Whatever whatever it is you, you'd like to ask. I got so many, I got so many questions, Dylan. Yeah, I am. I, I've here's a question. I, can I ask a couple from Instagram that I got given? Okay, fine. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, have you ever offended mine was, anyone? Mine was directly related to Because yes. I was thinking this this thing of pushing <laughs> the likeness, because that was something like um, as we as we draw people and it's like, oh, does this look like them? How are they going to feel when I show it and stuff? And it's like, it's so intense. And things I remember like from political caricatures when I was younger, they're often very abrasive. Like there was this real kind of like, whoa. Um, and there's something so sweet about the the way you draw like there was i felt like in the past my experience of character had been this very confrontational thing uh, political figures are usually not um you know it's yeah. <laughs> it, it's a it's a genre in itself but um like this yeah this thing of like the the exaggeration and you're like okay making the eyes wider or the chin bigger the teeth bigger like you're picking something and you're um you're spreading out that peanut butter and jelly <laughs> pretty far sometimes. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so that that's the first question. I've got four questions that I got here from Instagram is, um, yeah, have you ever offended anyone <laughs> with your drawing? When you do the reveal, like... Um, ha, ha. Yes, yeah? yes, <laughs> okay. yes. And it, it's... It's... The funny thing about that, I, I was drawing a kid um, had buck teeth, you know, most kids, you know, they lose all the teeth and the front ones are the ones that go last. So, it, you know, it looks like, they look like rabbits basically. Yeah. She little girl had these buck teeth and, um, she was eating, um, a trodonik at a festival. I don't like a cinnamon roll thing that they have. I think they're from the Czech Republic. You, you know about these Dylan. I'm sure you've seen them at the festivals. I, I in Hungary, and, I, I, I remember them, I think maybe, but yeah. Um, I think they're from Hungary, but they have them at all the festivals here. It's like langos. They just have these things that they always sell at festivals. And I draw at festivals a lot. So I always see langos and these little cinnamon rolls. Yeah. So this girl had a cinnamon roll and rabbit teeth. And she was with her father. And her father was this nicest guy. She was so sweet. She was the sweetest little girl. She must have been like 10 or 11. So I drew her with little bunny teeth. And she had her little thing like like bunny hands holding her little you know cinnamon thing yeah and there was a little bite like a little bite in it but it was so cute it was a cute caricature and um it might be on my instagram and um i remember showing it to her and her father immediately laughed he laughed and this little girl just 
Uh-huh. It's so sad, no, you know? Yeah. So it was like two complete opposite reactions. They were both looking at the same person. The father wasn't even looking at him. He was looking at his daughter and he laughed. And she was looking at her at herself and she was sad. Uh, yeah. And no. it wasn't, you know, there's crazier reactions. But I think the good thing about that reaction is it shows like a big part of the, the job of a caricature artist is being able to read the person that you're drawing. Mm-hmm. And to know how far you can take it. Yeah. And that statement that I just said is very controversial in the caricature art world because there's some artists that say, no matter what, I'm going to do what's true to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to exaggerate the person in the way that I think is most appropriate for how they look. And I let these people know. Sometimes they let the person know, just so you know, I'm going to beast you. That's the term that they use. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna beast That's my you. job. Okay. To beast you. Yeah. And I'm not one of those artists. That's I don't. Funny. I don't go out of my way to just you know draw people as crazy as possible. Like yeah. it, that isn't as fun to me as the experience that I have with the other person. Yeah. So yeah. if I could have gone back, I probably would have made some different decisions. But I like the drawing. I actually really did like it. And that was one of those instances where I felt like, I don't know. I mean, it was. It wasn't offensive. It was cute. It was sweet. But she was. She wasn't happy about yeah. it. And the father loved yeah. it. And so that's what tends to happen a lot with those types of interactions. You kind of misread people. You know, you got to see how playful the person is. And yeah. if they're really serious and shy, then maybe you don't go too crazy. Yeah. But, um, Cause, yeah. Because I guess perhaps for her, it was like a, a soft spot. And, um, yeah. Maybe other people's reactions to the caricature are more impactful than the caricature might be. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's why I prefer drawing couples versus drawing single people. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes, unless the person has a really exceptional face, like the woman from Queen's Gambit, um, it's it's more interesting to draw the interaction between people Mm -hmm. than it is to exaggerate a feature on the face. So if you have a couple or a father and a daughter or, you know, two friends, there's always going to be a contrast between those personalities, even twins, especially twins. Yeah. One twin is more, you know, hey, look at me. And the other one is more like doesn't want to make eye contact. And it's the same with couples. Mm-hmm. And so a good caricature isn't about just drawing the person with the big, you know, eyes and, you know, but it's it's capturing their personality. Yeah. You know, this is a little bit shy maybe you know if you draw them you know with their hands kind of crossed and you know not really showing the front of their face but kind of showing the side and you know not showing with their teeth but just smiling with their mouth you know you capture the personality and that's what makes it feel like a person and people really like that they respond to that more than just oh look he's got big ears and a point o's or whatever and that's fun but highly element too where you capture a person's feeling right yeah that because that that's like the classic like political thing like there was a prime minister in australia and he would always be drawn with these like wingnut ears and um like a tiny little body and and it's like yeah the thing people choose to do it's interesting that term that i'm gonna beast you just thinking of some instagram uh caricature artists i know where it'd be like the one person is standing like on the nose of the other person <laughs> and um like this like really wild dynamic between them like totally dislodged from <laughs> um you know what's 
Well, not totally. It's still referencing the people that are sitting there, but it becomes this completely other thing. It's really wild. Um, oh, yeah. And this, I think. Do you this... start to see exaggerations everywhere you look? Like when you're walking around and speaking? Myself. Yeah. Caricature artists give the, the worst compliments. <laughs> wow, you have such a great nose. <laughs> Wow, look at those ears. <laughs> like, it, wow, your eyebrows. Those are such good eyebrows. Nobody understands that compliment except another <laughs> character artist. Well, if you have two character artists walking next to each other, we're going to notice the weirdest things about people. Like, what, you see that guy's eyebrows? <laughs> wow, look at his. That was amazing. Like, wow, look at her eyes were on the side of her head. Like, wow, man, that was so nice. <laughs> And we, it's, it's all compliments to us. We get excited by that. But for most people, that's the thing that they're the most self-conscious about. It's the thing that they hope no one noticed. Yeah, yeah. And it's the thing that's that excites us the most. I'm over here thinking about the long-term effects of like uh, the mirror, seeing the mirror of a caricature like at an event. If you have two twins and one's shy and one's active and outgoing, and then you like reinforce that in a way. Like that... I wonder, uh, I've gone over to people's houses and they've got their, like, their Walt Disney World um, caricatures framed, you know, for the memory. And, mm -hmm. uh, like, I, I, it's, it's interesting, like, seeing how somebody else sees you and then continuing to see it, even though it was a performance art and they're long gone for you, they're, they've passed through your filter. And the oh, that's remains. interesting. That's an interesting observation. I don't think I've really ever thought about that because people do change, right? Yeah, yeah. But the caricature is on the wall for 10 or 15 years and they're sort of... Like we're always going to you know, remember the... that we were remembered by our big teeth and our... Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. So th that was a, a dimension of performance art. That's a good question. Um, in what way is caricature like performance art? Because there's this thing like you're out there, people are watching you as you draw, even this reference photo we're working from, you're sitting there working and there are all these people like watching it unfold. Um, yeah, so that so that's the question. What ways are like performance art? I think um, that kind of is almost self-explanatory, but um, how, how does it feel for you like that thing of just being so public with it? Like so many people are drawing in the privacy of their own home. And even learning to live stream was like, oh man, this is terrible. <laughs> People are watching it. Um, and it's yeah. like you go through this process yeah. of learning to get comfortable with people watching. Um, yeah, that, that'd be really interesting to hear. Like, because you're doing it so much, you're, you're like literally on the streets um, and people walking past watching you work. So in what way is it like performance art? Yeah, you know, it's it's very much about the the way that things unfold in the drawing because you know when there's there's two sides to it there's there's the people that are watching and there's the people that you're drawing so the people that you're drawing they don't see the drawing being drawn they just see the end yeah. product and so their whole perception of it is the moment that you say are you ready and you show it and they laugh or they go, oh my God, my ears are that big or whatever. And you record it and you make a video and you post yeah. it on Instagram. But there's this whole other thing that's happening behind the camera that is really hard to show, which is that when you're drawing, 
the person, right? Especially, let's go back to the Queen's Gambit, you know, actress. You know, normally you start with the eyes. That's normally what I start with when I draw a person. But with someone like her, I might draw one eye and then I would draw the nose, the mouth, and, you know, and people would be walking by like, well, that's interesting. Why is he, he's, you know, just drawing one eye? You know, you draw about half the face or whatever. And then at the very end, you would draw the other eye way on the side. And then they would go, whoa! You know, they would freak out like, whoa! Because they, they see it happen, right? Or someone with big ears. You draw the ears at the very end, right? So they're interested. Like, oh, this is really interesting. It's very interesting. And when the crowd gets big and people are there, then you draw the ears. And they're like, whoa! And everybody's like, whoa! And the people who are getting drawn, they're freaking out. Like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Can we is it too late to change their mind? And that's when you make jokes. Like, oh, too late to you know change your mind now, you know? Did you already pay for it? You know, <laughs> like that. So there's this performance element to it, which is just fun. You know, you play around with it and people have fun, but it's a good way to get more customers to come and sit down. That's when I'm drawing at festivals. That's what I do. But if I'm drawing at an event where, you know, I'm, I'm being paid for the entire event at once, then it's less about trying to get people to, you know, sit down and keep the attraction. It's just more about drawing as fast as possible because there's so many people that want to get a drawing. Yeah. And those drawings, I go into a different mindset because I'm not even really thinking anymore. I don't feel like I'm there. I don't even feel like I'm drawing people. I just feel like I'm doing one drawing. I'm drawing them so fast. Yeah. And it's like the people are changing, but it's just one thing that's happening. And sometimes yeah. those events, I have my best drawings because I get in this flow state. Mm -hmm. But um, it's, it's much more personal for me at those types of events. And I'm talking a little bit less and I'm more focused and concentrated very quick yeah but uh i don't know if that's as much of a performance as it is just like an altered state of mind where you're just yeah just zoning out and sometimes i have headphones in i'll just play music or something i shouldn't do that but that's only when i'm trying to you know go super fast or something yeah ah that's that's so interesting like that pl playing the crowd whereas like and for the people who are watching Oh, being being drawn that becomes interesting to see how the crowd's reacting like if they're sitting there being drawn and people are like oh my god <laughs> yeah it's like what is he doing to me <laughs> yeah. that was great and you know it's also a big difference because i drew caricatures in america for 10 years no since 2003 and i moved to germany 2012 so i, I drew for about nine eight years i drew i drew caricatures for about eight years in america and um yeah it was it was very different in america the the people are 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 more willing to be made fun of uh -huh. that's interesting they kind of expect to be made fun of <laughs> and um in germany people they don't really understand as much what a caricature is young young people understand it but older people they're kind of like like, what is this? Are you going to draw a portrait? Like, you kind of have to explain to them what a caricature... I have examples. They see it. Uh, wh what is this? I'm like, what's well, a caricature? Why don't you just sit down and try it? I don't know. Can you just do a portrait? It's like, well, I, no, I don't want to do a portrait. I want to draw something funny here. You want to sit down and get a caricature. Yeah. And, you, you know, you kind of have to make fun of them a little bit. You know, it's kind of <laughs> like you got to get them in the mood, you know? Yeah. You can't just, you know, with the Germans, you got to sort of you know, create a situation where they kind of feel like, okay, this is going to be something different. Yeah. And then they're more willing to, you know, lighten up. But in America, people, it's so, there's so much saturation for caricature, at least the style that I draw caricature. 
yeah. that you know people know what they're more or less what they're going to get. Whereas in Europe, you know, caricatures are closer to portraits, sort of. Yeah. When they do them at all, I'm not sure half the time what they're doing when they draw caricatures. To be perfectly honest, but that's a different subject. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's not something um that I've seen so much of over here, and like where I guess I. I see so much on people's Instagram feeds and it's like especially if it's like the um what's ISCA International Society of C- Caricature something caricature art um, yeah caricature art yeah like I see people going to these conventions and then sitting on the street and there's like 20 character artists in Las Vegas all just sketching people and it's just like they're out there uh, and you definitely so, should so, come. so visible um I'm just gonna have a little look in the chat. There was one more question. Um, what do you say to that? Doesn't look like me. <laughs> have you had that? Oh yeah, you get yeah. that a lot. Um, <laughs> that's you know, it depends on the person. Most of the time, I guess when people say it doesn't look like me, I'm like, well, it will. Or how much did you drink? Or you probably just have to drink a little bit more. <laughs> or you know, you kind of just make a joke out of. I'm trying to take it too serious. Yeah. Yeah, it's you when you had a little more hair, or this is like a slightly older version. Of you. <laughs> I mean, not all drawings are good. Too. Yeah, yeah. You know, if it's a good drawing and they say it doesn't look like me, then I'm more likely to just say, okay, no problem. And I actually want to keep the drawing. <laughs> so that doesn't happen that much. But what the weird thing is, is that when I put time into a drawing and I really do something that I like, I wouldn't say that they're more critical of it. It's just. I can't remember too many instances where someone didn't like a drawing that I did really fast. It's a weird thing, like likeness and comfort. If a person sits down for three minutes and they get a caricature and they're like, oh, okay, it doesn't matter if it looks like them, it's just three yeah, minutes. Yeah. Like, okay, here yeah. you go, bye, you know? But they sit down for 20 minutes and it looks like them, but it's not exactly what they expect. Then it's like, well, that took a long time. What is this? I don't know if I, you know. <laughs> yeah. So speed is a big part of caricature, live caricature, you yeah. know, especially if they're paying for it. If it's an event, then that's different. But mm-hmm. yeah, that. Do you sense a difference between their sense of uh, their time investment for the city for the sitting, or versus the financial investment for the money? Like, if they give you more money but they sit for less time, is the drawing better received than if they sit for a long time? In favor is there is there a relationship characters aren't really that expensive like for example if i were to draw like one person in black and white i would charge maybe 14 or 15 euros it takes me three minutes you know they sit down and they get something it's not something they're, they're going to miss like most people aren't you know counting change for that amount mm-hmm. um if it's like you know a family and they want it in color you know that might run them you know 100 euros or so and it would take me about 30, you know, maybe 40 minutes to do it. So there tends to be, there tends to be a little bit more criticism with time than money. I think if a person has to sit down longer, they expect something, they start to build up expectations the longer they sit. While they're sitting there, yeah. And the anticipation starts to go away. But if you can keep a crowd behind you, if you can have people who are walking and Hey, what are they doing? And you kind of like get pull them in and get them in on the joke. Then you kind of build that anticipation more. You can take more time. You can have more fun. But if it's just you and five people and you're drawing them and you're trying to make jokes and they're kind of looking at their phone and it's like, ah, you know, you got to somehow 
you know, keep the, the juice flowing. Yeah. And that tends to <laughs> take as much focus as the drawing. So, yeah. you know, it's nothing worse than sitting down for 45 minutes and not saying a word and someone shows you a drawing and they don't even respond <laughs> to it. And they pay you. And it's like, okay, well, bye. <laughs> like, that is kind of weird. So are you... It's kind of my fault too. But... So you're talking, talking much? <laughs> you're like chat, chatting people to try and... Um, I, I recently did like my first live event. It was October last year. And a little side note, Claire said everyone watching should hit the like button. That would be awesome. And you could say stuff in the chat as well. Thank you, Claire. Yeah, thanks, Claire. And you can also follow you, you can follow Chance and me. Chance is not as active here on YouTube as um, Shannon and myself. But make sure you're subscribed to, to us and um, checking out our stuff. But yeah, I was just going to say I had um, my first live event. Um, in Dusseldorf in October, and it wasn't caricatures; it was portrait sketches. Uh, nice. Yeah, it was. It, oh, I loved it. I, 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 I really, I want to do more of it. It was so much fun, um, and I, I love the the social aspect of it. And it was so interesting because some of them they would sit down and said so they wanted their, they wanted to, they wanted to be part of it and have their portrait done, and they sit there, and some of them would be like don't know where to look and um, there's just kind of awkward moments um, and some of them were quite young particularly with the younger ones it seemed like like I don't know where to look I don't know what to do no kind of like they, they want this portrait but they're also kind of not comfortable and then just to start chatting and be like oh so what are you doing here like part of this event and just start chatting and then as people start to loosen up chatting them up basically that they just get into like a ah oh, they're relaxed and then they and then they get really animated and they feel good and um and it's interesting because i think that becomes part of the experience for them that they're like oh i had this conversation that guy was friendly or funny or whatever um, and I wonder how that is for you when you're sitting, because it's it's quite a focused thing. And I think drawing and talking at the same time is also a skill that needs to be trained. Um, and so, are you are you like animated and chatting as you're drawing with the, um, working with these people, or like you said at events, you've got your headphones in because you're just super focused, like churning out these portraits. Like, what's the the balance of conversation and and focus? For me, the number one factor is how long the line is behind ah, okay. me. Okay, yeah. So if I look behind me and I see two people waiting to get drawn, then I'm, I'm not going to be talking as much. I'm going to be drawing faster and more focused and talking just enough to make them feel comfortable, but not enough to slow me down because it does slow me down when I talk. Yeah. But if there's not a line behind me or, you know, it's a slow day and I'm just out there, you know, having fun and drawing people, and I'm more focused on just drawing fun drawings and having fun experiences. Mm -hmm. uh, then I'll I'll talk the whole day. I'll just talk with people and and just make. And sometimes those are the best days. Like those are the best days. Yeah. To draw because I have the most meaningful. Experiences. Yeah. Nice. And uh, it really depends. You know, like I said, the line is the, the factor for me because at the end of the day, like I'm gonna. I want it to be worth it for me financially yeah. to be out there, but I also, you know, if I'm going to an event, I don't want to disappoint the um, my client, you know, by not delivering X amount of people. Mm -hmm. yeah, I always want yeah. to over deliver. That's my thing. I always want to do more than I said I would do. Yeah. Yeah. I want to 
I want to talk more about how you deal with uh, uh, representing someone on your own terms and not necessarily like with the attitude and caricature community about how other people feel about what you're drawing of them because uh, a lot of difficulty drawing people and it was mentioned in the comments uh, by Lydia I think that sometimes artists won't draw people that we know because the people we know might be offended <laughs> so how uh, you mentioned that like there's yeah t can you speak to that that attitude about like I'm gonna draw what I'm gonna draw and you're not gonna get physically injured by my drawing so I'm gonna <laughs> go forth <laughs> yeah no, you know, that's such a, you know, I, I think that was probably the number one topic at this convention. This ISCA, International Society of Caricature Art, they have an annual convention. And at the convention, all the different caricature artists all over the world, the best of the best, they get together, a bunch of newcomers who are just starting out. It's a huge variety of caricature artists. And they're all there in this competition. They're competing for something called the Golden Nosy. Because obviously, <laughs> the nose represents caricatures. So and you get the golden nosy if you draw the best caricature or whatever. And a lot of times what's so good about these conventions is people just talk about their experiences as caricature artists and the number one topic that was being discussed this year at the convention was um, how far can I go? And, you know, in the case of the convention, there was a lot of censorship because we wanted the convention to be um, accessible to a, a wide variety of people. And caricature can very quickly become offensive, mm -hmm. especially if you're drawing a friend, someone that you know. You'll just go crazy. You know, you'll draw their head, their eyes on the side of their head, whatever. And, yeah. You know, it's very easy for other people to be offended by that, especially if they're they never had a caricature or if they're not really in caricature art. So, this question of you know how far is too far is on the one hand a matter of you know personal preference. You know what. What is okay for me? You know, am, am, am I going to draw this, you know, um, Asian person with really small eyes because when they smile, their eyes disappear? Or am I not going to do that because I don't feel comfortable doing that? I think that that's, you know, that might be perceived wrong or that, that doesn't fit with my yeah. principles. So personally, you know, we have to decide for ourselves, you know, how far we're willing to go. But then, like I said earlier, there's the matter of judging the person that you're drawing, right? How far do you think they're willing to go? Do you know this person? You know, are they playful? Are they shy? Like, so you know, you judge that. Um, and but then there's also this other element, which I think is kind of new, which is, you know, how how is the general population going to perceive this? Because a lot of times, you know, we live in the age of the internet. So when, when I, let's say, for example, I decided to draw the Asian person with, you know, very squinty eyes when they smile, the eyes that disappear, I just draw eyebrows. And, you know, he likes it. You know, he likes the drawing. He's like, wow, that's great. And then I post it on the internet. You know, it was fine for me. It was fine for him, but it's not okay. That, society, yeah, that's so right? interesting. So now, you know, there's this three-dimensional aspect to what's okay. And, you know, for what it's worth, I think the, the spectrum for you know what's okay for an artist it's it's a big spectrum and on the far end you have the people who only draw pretty faces make me pretty they always make you pretty doesn't matter if it looks like you or not they just always make you pretty and then you got the beast mode caricature artist you know say it like it is you know keeping it real 100 percent. you know i'm going all the way yeah 
100%. I don't care who's offended. This is me. This is my art. You can't stop it. And, you know, this convention was sort of divided. And a lot of art are in the middle. But what ends up happening is the ones who tend to win the most awards are the ones that go further in that direction. Because that are pushing their artwork it. stands out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Claire said, you want to win an award. Claire said in the chat that she had a caricature done with two friends and they looked exactly the same, but one had short hair and one had blonde hair. <laughs> so it's like a thing, just make everyone look beautiful and it's be like this kind of stylized, but it's, um, yeah, it doesn't stick with you. That kind of thing. It's like, oh yeah, everyone's like looking good, <laughs> uh, potentially. Um, yeah, and if people are really like pu so then, pushing the envelope, uh, like not afraid to offend people, and because uh, yeah, it's it's, it's so, so interesting because what I've seen and what was shared, um, it looks like uh, Luis Rosario from Iska, Iska, yes, love Iska. Uh, nice to have you in the chat, Luis. Oh, Luis, yeah, yeah, yeah. I drew him. I drew him. Awesome, awesome. Luis, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that thing of pushing. It's that. Uh... Yeah, what I'm hearing about that is that the art becomes um, uh, combined with what you said about being able to read a person. The art becomes being able to balance pushing it, pushing the envelope, pushing the limits of what's acceptable with being acceptable. Does that make sense? Is that is that is that right? Like that's that's the art of caricature for winning awards in caricature, getting away with stuff, being tasteful and being extreme at the same time somehow. Well, the weird thing about the awards is that the caricatures aren't made for the population at large. They're made for other caricature yeah. artists. And other, uh, other caricature right. artists tend to have a much higher tolerance for what's acceptable. <laughs> I what can imagine. That makes sense. And because you're in a room with a bunch of caricature artists who make a living by making fun <laughs> of people, imagine a comedian who's doing a comedy show for other comedians. It's going to be the right? wildest jokes yeah, ever, yeah. right? You can't just do regular jokes. <laughs> you got to do jokes on top of jokes on top of jokes. So what ends up happening is at the conventions, it gets wild. <laughs> it gets crazy, like a little bit too far. Even me, a grown man, I'm looking at some of these pictures and I'm slightly offended <laughs> and I don't feel comfortable. And I'm like, wait, that thing, is, is that what I think it is? Okay, that's okay. That's a little bit much, but I a lot of people are looking at this painting and they think it's, you know, everyone's laughing and the whole crowd is here. But that other one, which was drawn of that same person, which is a very good caricature, which is funny, doesn't stand out as much. And so the conventions tend to bring out, I, I want to say the worst in us, but it's probably the best in us yeah, at the yeah. same time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> We're going way over the top, yeah. you know? So it's, it's kind of like shock failure, right? It's like, whoa, what's going on in this image? And then... um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. yeah, and I guess that there's this whole spectrum, like from classic portraiture, like classic portraiture, where it's like you're, you're aiming to do a faithful representation of what you see, all the way to that kind of like, what am I looking at? Is this even okay? Is this okay to look at? <laughs> um, and, and that, there's like, it's so interesting to find your place within that spectrum. I think it's it's really interesting and. Um, and something that I um, I think is like fun about caricature is like you can, or the just the couple of times I joined in caricature barbecue, to be like hi Louis, <laughs> um, to uh, 
to be like, okay, so instead of trying to get the shape of your head right, I'm just going to draw like this wedge thing. And then I'm going to put like, it's kind of liberating in a way to be like, okay, your head has that shape. I'm just going to make it look a bit like a, uh, a Dorito. And then I'm going to like draw <laughs> facial features into it. And then you can put something that's like realistically or like skillfully crafted and drawn into this Dorito <laughs> or just any kind of shape yes. and it's like wow it's it, it has um it's kind of liberating in a way which is really interesting and i guess when people are just going all out doing wild stuff where the nose is like having to the floor and it's not hanging out of it and stuff it's like um it's <laughs> i guess it's must be liberating uh, or edgy or um like yeah it's just really interesting so it's heaven it's, it's heaven for a caricature artist you you need a place that's our safe space okay yeah. we need a place where we can be completely <laughs> totally undisregarding of what's fair and what's right and what's wrong you don't care anymore yeah. and you just go all the way out and sometimes people cry and they never want to talk to you again <laughs> and you try to explain to them that this is art and I'm, I'm, and mind you, I'm, I've never done that. You know, I, I, I don't go that far, yeah, yeah. but I love being in a place where I know that's being done because that's where I feel like I grow the most. Yeah. And I'm offended the whole time <laughs> and laughing and having a great time, <laughs> but it's like, that's, I, that's my safe place, you know, my safe space. And I feel like we, as a character artist, we need a place where we can let our hair down and just don't care about anything. And the reason that that was such a big discussion at this last convention is because now they're starting to instate some rules which say, well, you can't do this and you can't do that. Okay. You know, there's certain things that they're trying to, you know, cap down because it gets really crazy. It actually gets, if there is a such thing as too crazy, it's gotten way past that point. Okay. Yeah, like at least four or five years ago, <laughs> way past that point. That's so. Okay. What will happen when, when sanctions are issued? Well, you know, and in, in such a society, you know, people tend to be a little bit upset and, you know, some people don't mind, they don't care. I, I'm, I guess I'm one of those people that don't really mind and care, but it was the topic that everyone was talking about in some form or another. Oh, they centered my piece or, or I could put this up and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And, mm -hmm. you know, that question that you asked, Shannon, that really is at the core of the, the underworld of caricature artists right now, because within our community, there's this feeling that you know, like I said, there's the censorship that the individual is willing to, you know, dish out. There's the censorship that we think the person we're drawing is willing to receive. And those two factors were all that mattered in the past. And then there was this other factor of our peers, but that was our peers. But now there's this, this other factor of the world. And so that in some ways has become more important than the first two. Yeah. And you know, what used to be a small community of artists, you know, just kind of, you know, hanging out and drawing and going really crazy has turned into an international, you know, um, uh, I guess you could say some kind of presentation or gallery of what caricature art is to the world. Yeah. And in such an international presentation, there has to be some regulations and rules. And pe some artists don't like that. They're really upset about yeah, that. Yeah, because it's so interesting, the issue of... Um, there's some good questions in the chat we'll get to in a moment. But the, like the whole issue of censorship is like... It's 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 not just in caricature. It's so present in the world right now. And um, there was something years ago where 
I think Australia doesn't have freedom of speech like America does. It's like this super important thing. And I think it doesn't exist in Australia. Um, like people get really like up in arms in the States about freedom of speech. And I think um, it's not part of Australian law. Uh, there are certain things like you're not allowed to say bad things about politicians. <laughs> like there are some really bizarre laws. And it's like you should have the freedom to say these things. And I, I saw this really awesome talk. And I think Neil Gaiman was talking about the freedom, um, importance of the freedom, uh, freedom of expression and freedom of speech and saying that if people say something offensive, then they should be allowed to say it because then the the kind of the resistance and people are like that's actually not okay that's never been okay like it opens up the discussion for being like okay you you chose to do this in your drawing and um i just think it's distasteful like you're allowed to draw whatever you want to draw but um like opening up the space for discussion around those things if it's just shut down and it's like oh what's this thing like um Oh yeah, it's it's so interesting. It's so interesting to hear that's happening in yeah. the caricature space, which is like so outlandish. No, that's and um, right. Yeah. Well, I think it's happening. It's happening everywhere, right? This idea of censoring things. And to be fair, I mean, it's not coming out of thin air. You know, there is, yeah. you know, a pretty, you know, especially in America, there's a lot of division right now, and. You know, wherever people stand on it, it doesn't, you know, I'm looking at it from a distance. I've been in Germany now for 10 or 11 years and looking at what's happened in America in those 10 and 11 years is kind of like, that's, you know, a lot, you know, yeah. to watch from a distance. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and so when I, when I go back to America and attend this conference, you can, you can kind of see that division there. I think you can, you can see it anywhere. You go to a grocery store, you go, you know, to a school to pick your kids up and you see the division everywhere. And that division sort of manifest itself in these kind of rules and regulations. Well, you can't do this and you can't do that. And as a result, you know, people kind of draw these imaginary lines and say, well, I'm going to stand on this side. I think you should do whatever you want. The other person says, well, no, I think you should, you know, care about other people's feelings. Like you shouldn't do whatever you want. Why would you just do that? Yeah, you know, yeah, that doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. Like, Cause then it, um... But, you know, the, the idea of like, I'm going to, to stake myself on this end I'm going to die on this hill. I don't care about anybody else on the other side because this is where I live. Yeah. And this is where all my friends are. And we're going to live here and die here. And it's like, that is kind of, you know, and I think most people, to be honest, stand somewhere in the middle. Yeah. But it's those extremes that have the loudest voices. Yeah. So, yeah. And they make the rules. So, yeah. And it's, um, it's like, I should have. Are they, especially. Uh, go for it. Like in the United States, I'm sure like the venues are trying to, are like they're trying to prevent uh, an uh, outburst of violence because of you know if people are crying and and getting upset at a portrait convention, a caricature convention rather. Like in the United States, there could be something trying to prevent the happen. the ISCA riots um, in downtown yeah. Las Vegas or something. <laughs> Um, Claire, yeah, Claire just had something really interesting. The great Isker riots of Claire has said a couple of interesting things, wanting to know where she can see your work, the way you work. Check it out on Instagram, definitely, because um, there are some really cool process videos and also the reveals where you see um, how people respond. And um, yeah, Claire had a personal finance YouTube channel. And then last year, it was ruled 
people who have not got a certain degree are not even allowed to talk about it basically and so it was like oh wow i didn't know that yeah um so claire was like getting fully into youtube and she like pulled me along she's like i'm doing this personal finance stuff and you should be sharing her out on youtube and like come along for the ride and then her channel was basically set back uh quite a bit because it was like there was this decree that um that people in australia if they haven't studied finance are not allowed to talk about it and it's like oh okay there's some like pretty clear censorship thing which which is kind of uh, it's i guess like the business interest of people who have studied finance and they want you to come and pay them a hundred dollars an hour so they can give you advice <laughs> and if people on youtube and they're like if you do this and this and this you're going to save money and you can do this and this and that's um and so it's kind of like who is being represented like by oh man yeah so it's that that that's really interesting so it's not necessarily preventing the caricature riots <laughs> um but it can also be stuff like just stopping people sharing experience wisdom knowledge um so there's like this this whole spectrum as well uh of you know what is it that is actually being uh censored Oh, such an interesting topic of conversation, um, man. So what? So what is that like? And I, I didn't know that that was happening in Australia. Is that like a mandate on YouTube? Like, because YouTube isn't an Australian-based company, but they can, Australia can can censor YouTube in Australia for users based in Australia. Like, how, how does that work? I, I didn't even know that, that that was even possible. Yeah. Um, well, Claire just said um, that it just became a really blur, blurry legal line, and. Um, and Claire thinks that banks got upset that too many people were getting out of debt. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Oh, I can, I can kind of see that. Yeah. And so the banks just come <laughs> up and they're like, yeah. <clears throat> we would like you to criminalize getting people out of debt. <laughs> Otherwise the economy is going to fall apart. Well, the weird thing is like some of the richest people in the world didn't even have degrees in finance. Like you think about, I don't know, like Elon Musk or Bill Gates or Who's the lady who owns uh, Spanx? Like, she doesn't have a degree in finance. Like, she just kind of, like, she's one of the richest people in the world. And it's like, who, who, why would you want to take advice from some guy who does accounting for them, you know, as opposed <laughs> to the people? I don't know. That's a slightly different subject, uh, but it's, it's weird. I just figured man. a man would be the CEO of Spanx. Oh, wow. Claire said that people have actually been arrested over um, sharing advice on how to save money on YouTube. <clears throat> crazy yeah that is wild yeah. I, I can't say i'm surprised but i am surprised yeah yeah it's a weird i mean the thing with art though is you know it's it's hard it's harder to label you know something that's inappropriate i mean with finance you can say well this person doesn't have a degree and when it comes to finance there's you know, financial, you could come up with these terms and labels that you can attach to it. But with art, it's like, what do you mean this is offensive? Like, what, like, can you, how do you define that? Like, yeah. what's too far? You know, what's, what's like, and, and, and the idea that you can put labels on that is on the one hand absurd, but on the other side, necessary. Mm -hmm. And it really is. I mean, you, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if, 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 you take the example of the Asian person, you know, who smiles and the eyes disappear. You know, if if I was fine with that 
and I talked to the person, and they were fine with it, and I showed it to them, and then I was told later on that that was inappropriate and that I'm going to be in trouble for doing it. Mm-hmm. That would make me upset, right? Yeah. But if I decided I was fine with it, and I didn't know if the other person was fine, I just showed it to them, and they, you know, hot, they, you know, they hit their real reaction and they took it away and I found out later on that you know they tore it up and they were in despair and they developed some neurotic you know issues and then I and then I found out that I was in trouble you know those are two separate things but it's almost like it doesn't matter anymore what the circumstance is for why something is being done as long as the violation can be proven a violation it's it's a weird thing even start with that as opposed to the interaction right i mean yeah that's what's most important right? yeah yeah totally <clears throat> but that'd be a crazy uh, murder mystery if like a or like if a homicide could be traced back to a caricature artist and then the whole rest of the story is uh making a case for why or why not he may be innocent in his contribution to the <laughs> anyway that's dark that sounds like a good idea for a comic book. <laughs> there's a comic. I, I was just reminded. Um, there's a Dan Close comic called Caricature. Oh yeah. Remember this? I can't remember anything about it. Yeah. Um, somebody no, has to Google it really quick because it, it's like a guy at a fair and he's a caricature artist and his story and he's talking to the frame. Um, about being a caricature artist and it's Dan Close, so it's super weird. Wow, there actually is a comment about that. I'm looking at it. Interesting. Check that out. Yeah, yeah. There's an eight ball, I think. Cool. But characters are meant to be fun. Did it... Like all this yeah. stuff, yeah, yeah. censorship and whatnot. The... That's kind of. That was added on top of it, but the intention of caricature was just to. The peanut butter and jelly, you know? Yeah, yeah. You're exaggerating. It's a... Likeness, really. That's what it's all about. And if you do it really well, then it ends up being funny. Mm hmm. And that's the essence of caricature. Yeah. The... And some people, they do overdo it, and... right? Because they want to get a reaction. And your legal defense as well. <laughs> yeah, all right. It's get legal defense. <laughs> <laughs> the peanut butter and jelly corn. Yeah, it's um, yeah, the, the humor. Yeah, and that's like, it's so lighthearted. And it's so interesting because art can be, or the creation, the process of creating something, like we all go through our own kind of internal journey and struggle sometimes. And like each piece can be like, a, a, a an internal drama <laughs> um i i've definitely been there through that and i've kind of pushed through where it's just like okay just like making stuff but i, I remember back in the day like like we go through this journey of like you have this brilliant idea and then it's like oh it looks like shit but maybe if i keep going it might look better and there's like this whole struggle and um and then you find a way to get comfortable with it and what you're choosing to express and it's yeah that that's so nice with caricature that it's like it's this the way i perceive a lot of what i see and yours is so like light and clear um yeah it's just such a beautiful gift to be able to share that and like sharing the humor and that kind of um being seen i think that's something for people who don't draw themselves when they the experience i had like that these people when you draw people it's like they they're being seen and sometimes they're being looked at really in, intensely, like they've never been looked at before. Um. Uh, wouldn't it be great, like the inverse of that, like you get a caricature drawn and then you see something about yourself that you never noticed before that's really flattering, you know, like, huh, wow, you exaggerated like this thing I never knew I had. Yeah. 
That'd be awesome. Yeah. Shannon, I think that's the reason why people tend to get caricatures drawn regularly. Like there's some customers that I've drawn multiple times. They've, they come back every year. I have a, a couple that I've drawn for the past four years now. And every year I draw them different, not because I feel like I need to, but just because I can't draw them the same. There's always something slightly different that I pull out. And I think they're eager to find what that thing is. What is he going to do this time? What, what is he going to notice about us this time? Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, awesome. I think caricatures are kind of like a few steps away from a, an addiction. Like once you get one or two good caricatures, it's like, oh yeah. And whenever you see a caricature anywhere else, <laughs> Hey, let's get let's get another one. Let's get another one. Right? <laughs> That's so cool. That's so you're kind of. Do you have like regular places uh, where, you can... where you work, or it's like every uh, every Friday afternoon? Uh, there's like this place where people are just like, I've got to get my caricature fixed. I'm going to Chance. It's Friday afternoon. It's time to go. Uh, I've got to be there. Like um, you say, you go to festivals. Uh, um, is there anything in Dresden, or is there like these uh, repeat things where people know? Oh, if I go there, I'm going to see gonna see chance again yeah yeah well you know about three years ago i was drawing um near the Frauenkirche, which is in the inner city of dresden i would do that on the weekends i would just go out there for three or four hours more so just because I, I have a friend who draws in in prague mm-hmm. on the bridge the, the charles bridge in prague and uh, he does really well there and i thought you know i'm gonna try it you know dresden is really beautiful it wasn't that good in terms of like traffic and I, I didn't really try hard enough to find good spots because busking wasn't something I was particularly interested in. I just wanted to see what it would be like. I might try it again at some point, but most of what I do is at festivals. So there's festivals all across Eastern Germany. I haven't done any in uh, Tuningen. That, that's where you I'm, are. I'm really close to Thüringen. This is Niedersachsen, but I could walk to Thüringen from here. Um, I'm just, yeah, oh, wow. really close. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've drawn anything in Niedersachsen. Yeah. But I, I, but then I for years have thought it'd be so cool just to sit on the street drawing people and I've, I've never done it. Um, maybe we should do it together sometime. We should draw yeah. together at yeah. a festival, man. Like for real, we could just, I'm not just saying that, like, I'm very serious. You live so close to me. Like we should, we should. do it, you know, like go to a few festivals we together and draw. Yeah. Like, that- That'd be well, awesome. 100%. Because, like, like, I don't know. It's, I want to come too. Yeah, I yeah, come to too. That. Um, that would be so cool. Yeah. That, yes. That would be amazing. <laughs> um, I saw this guy. I've seen him twice. Once in Göttingen. Go- Göttingen, it's nice, but it's not like, it's not like Prague. <laughs> like, there's, um, there's not, it's not that big. 150,000 people or something, student city. There's not a lot of visual art. There's theater and literature, but there's some, um, that I know wonderful artists here, but um, I saw this guy once on the street and he was doing portraits for 50 cents. And it was kind of like, um, they, you know, they weren't very good technically, but it's, I was just like, this is so cool. <laughs> this is amazing. Like such a good idea. And it's like, yeah, 50 cents, I, I think it was, Okay, but I know that's not the point of the story. Yeah, but it was just like um, that. Seeing that guy just being on the just street, to... seeing what he could do, and thinking technically it's not like what I can do, but he's just out there doing it. <laughs> and um, 
uh, it was so cool. And there's this guy, um, uh, Daniel Arturi, or maybe Daniel Arthur Y, um, who's a really awesome artist. I've told this story a few times on, on Tuesdays that um, he studied in Lisbon. And when he finished studying art, he went out on the street and was uh, had a sign that said bad portraits. And he would get people he would get people to sit down and he would draw and it's like this might not be good <laughs> um but just getting that like that experience on the street being directly in touch with people um i think it's such a, such a brilliant idea because i love the social aspect of portraiture and drawing people so like to do it not just through the screen by the way you can come and sketch with me every tuesday via zoom <laughs> um but like to get I think it'd be Absolutely. awesome. We should definitely meet up and draw together sometime. That'd be cool. Claire's coming over in April and ask if there are any festivals in April we could draw at. Claire could be there too. Um, April, not to draw. They start really in May and June when everything starts. Claire asks, how do you get, yes. how do you get your first caricature of the day? Is it hard to get your first customer? Um, no, no. I have a um I, I normally when I'm when I'm at festivals I have a big tent and my tent has a big banner on the back which has some nice text and I don't think I've showed pictures of my actual tent um but there's some on my Instagram but it's a lot of stuff there and the thing about caricatures in Germany is there's literally no one else doing it at festivals nobody does mm -hmm. it if you go to a festival, a local festival, you're going to see langosh, these little bread things with cheese. <laughs> and you're going to see the trodonics, these little cinnamon rolls, and a bunch of beer and uh, bratwurst, like bread with like huge weenies and mustard. <laughs> and that's it. That's the whole festival. Aside from characters, there's not too much going on. Yeah. Unless you go to like a medieval festival, because they have like a theme and everyone's dressed in medieval clothing and they have these really you know, fine carved wood thing. And that's actually really cool, like to be at a medieval festival. But aside from that, you know, you might have somebody selling some prints or something that they've done, but live art, there's no competition. It's like, and that's both good and bad because I'm always by myself. I'd like to be able to draw with other artists. Now that I know Dylan's here, I'd love to work with, <laughs> I'm dead serious. Yeah, but some other, aside awesome. from that, like, <laughs> Aside from that, like um, it, you just sit, I just sit there and I don't have my headphones in and I have an example on my easel. And when people walk by, I just wave. I say, hey, are you ready? You know, I'm looking for Yusuke Nak Ofa. I always say I'm looking for victims. <laughs> I always get the, the Germans to laugh. <laughs> cool. Um, just say a few jokes, just keep it light. Yeah. And after maximum an hour, you get your first person and once you get one person it's very easy to keep the flow going from there as long as you you know build a crowd and for me it's easy because i don't mind talking to people but if, if you're a bit shy i can imagine I, I have a few friends who do it and they're more introverted and they have a lot of difficulty getting that first customer but i, I think it has to do with just being light and playful and joking and smiling and not having a beard like i have now because <laughs> those little things okay I, well, Dylan, your beard looks good. You have like a full yeah. beard. Mine is like stuck in the. I haven't slept, you know, for three days. Today, <laughs> so that's a different kind of beard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how much time do you have to chat, actually? Because we we said it'd be about an hour. We, we're going over time. Okay. Because I, I was just thinking. I actually wanted to ask you beards. guys some questions. Yeah, go for it. Ask. Ask. Can I ask questions now? Because I've been talking all. Yeah, I, I was just thinking. Because I, I have yeah, maybe yeah, like just... another. 
talking about not shaving for three days, thinking about the um, kids parenting. That's like a whole, a whole nother um, rabbit hole to dive down. I that's I really wanted to ask. Let me just get my 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 phone's about to die, okay. so I'm 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 still here. How, how's everyone? With audio. How's everyone watching on YouTube? Twenty one of you are here. Thirteen people have liked. You could hit smash that yeah. like button. Um, give us a thumbs up and subscribe yes. to the channel if you haven't already. And um, do you have any questions? Because uh, have you been drawing along? What have you? What materials are you working with? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question, Julia. Um, have you had your caricature drawn before? Do you live anywhere near Göttingen or Dresden? And would you like to come and draw <laughs> with us? Um, yeah, feel free to ask questions. Th and th I'm trying to keep my hand out of the frame because every time I put my hand in the frame, my drawing goes Are, are you going in with red ink now? Sorry about that. It's, it's gone red. Yeah, so you could see it. Cool. I noticed that you can't tell what I'm drawing, cool. so I tried to draw with the ink. I could, maybe I could make it a bit bigger. Um, so yeah, thank you everyone who's who's watching. Twenty one of you, so awesome that, that you're here. Thank you for everyone who's been here. Yay. Um, Eighteen likes now, Dylan. Yeah. Oh, oh, it just went up. The likes, the likes are rising. Um, it is difficult to talk and concentrate on drawing. Yeah, so Yuli, it's very difficult. Yeah, Yulia just asked, isn't it difficult to talk and concentrate on drawing at the same time? <laughs> uh, what about in a second language, uh, Chance? What about when you're you're being funny in a language that's not your mother language? It's it's a little bit easier in German because I tend to say the same things. I don't think as much when I speak German. <laughs> so, so, but whenever I get, I know it's weird. It's weird. I I have like a list of. It's almost like, I don't know if you ever read those um, Goosebumps books where you get to choose your own ending or you play a video game where they have these pre-selected things to choose from. <laughs> so, that's kind yeah. of what it's like in German. I, I keep it really simple when I'm talking. You have your Every once in a while, I get like a real talker. and I Choose your own German conversation. <laughs> yeah, so d okay. depending English, on the way. There's no script, so more of my... Yeah. <laughs> so depending on the answer, it's like, oh, that activates this channel of the conversation. <laughs> How often? That's actually so cool. Yeah. Um, Lewis so says, don't forget me too. Ha 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 ha. I'll make my way to Germany. So Lewis wants to come and draw with us in Germany. Where? Yeah, we talked about that. No, I'm serious. Lewis, I, I had a lot of fun drawing him too. Where, where are you, Lewis? So yeah, Chance and I met uh a caricature barbecue and then chance came to a couple of the drawing sessions that i host um a, a couple of friday mornings so every tuesday every tuesday evening i i host one and the now it's the first friday of each month and so we had met there and just kind of um yeah i i i, f I feel like an affinity to france being from uh, being an English speaker coming to Germany and we have kids here and we've been here for a really similar amount of time, which is really interesting. And it's so cool that we are, you know, both on the journey of um, like li living with kids and drawing and that's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. So, well, let me ask you though, <laughs> let me ask you, because Dylan, I'm, one of the things I'm so impressed with by you is how active you are on social media how much work you produce i'm looking at this drawing you did of me like that is a great drawing you even got the background like that's 
That's brilliant. And and you're probably going to post this and then you're going to do like 10 of them in like the next two days, <laughs> like of equal quality. <laughs> and I saw how long it took you to do this. Like it probably took you about 30 minutes to draw that. No pre-sketch, nothing. You just went right in. Yeah. And you, you, you do a lot of these. Like what, how, how are you doing that? Because I, I feel like for me, you know, I, I get exhausted from doing things that's not work. I don't know how to describe it, but I mean, well, that's funny because this is work. This is what you do. Like yeah. this is literally like I, I've made, your occupation. I've made, made this made my thing. That. Yeah. that is so awesome. Yeah, it was definitely, it was, it was for a long time. I was like, what am I going to do? And like, I like drawing, but I don't know what my thing like for the thing that got me on track when I was 28, I'm, I'm 39 now. When I was 28, I had this crisis, uh, Saturn returns. And I was like, what am I going to do? And then a conversation with Kira it was like, what's the coolest thing you could imagine doing? I was like, uh, f fantasy art. Um, because I liked Magic the Gathering and we had just watched Lord of the Rings. I was like, that's, that's like the coolest thing ever. And so, and Kira was like, well, if, if you have, if you already have an answer, how about you do something in that direction? I was like, oh, I could actually do something in that direction. Um, so I had lots of ideas. I thought, okay, fantasy art. And then for a while I thought it's gonna be kids books. And for a little while it was like maybe concept art. And it was like all these different things that were inspiring me and just kind of the whole time just practicing and learning, um, doing mentorships and courses and stuff. And for a while it was like, I don't really know what I'm gonna do with this. I just wanna get good at it. <laughs> and so it's been quite a journey. So it's been like 11 years now that I've consciously focused on getting better at drawing. And the past three years have been the most intense practice, you know, like I'm hosting these things. I'm, I'm like just in these Tuesday sessions, I think it's 27 portraits we do in a night um, between 30 seconds and six minutes. And it's just like getting all of that, getting all that practice done that has definitely given me the tools to just like be like, okay, go straight to it. And it's interesting, even here, like I started this the way I normally do, which is kind of realistic. And I was like, maybe I push it a bit, you know, it's caricature. We're talking about caricature and I just kind of, maybe I can. Yeah, I could tell. I like, bring some of that flair. Right so, so I started here. This is where I was like, okay, I'm just being faithful to the reference. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not. I'm going to, I'm going to have a go at, at um, exaggeration, you know. Um, but just that constant practice. And the whole time I was building up the stuff and I was like, Okay, so I do illustration for a while and I, um, I I still have some clients that I, I value very much. It's very different to what I'm doing here. and um, But it became more and more clear that this is what I like doing most. I've put, I've invested so much of myself into it. I've gotten better at it. So it makes the most sense to be doing more and more and more of this. And it's kind of, it feels like it's starting to gain momentum like um there was a phase where i was like okay i've got to um make this a product which i can offer to um advertising agencies or something and and it was just kind of it was crushing <laughs> like trying to sell myself and um it was just not my thing so it's like i'm just going to focus on this thing that i love and it definitely had that kind of pull that um people join in and there are people who have been drawing with me every Tuesday uh, for nearly three years. And it's really, once I really narrowed in, I'm like, this is actually what makes the most sense. It's what I like doing the most. I'm getting better and better at it. 
and that kind of it it is it is my work and i do i do a lot on social media and that's also a big part of things it's taken a big a lot of time um but it has gained this momentum and the skill that's that all the practice that's gone into it has uh, it's really taking on a dynamic of its own like it was <laughs> awesome shannon <laughs> you said practice yay yeah I didn't lose 20 bucks. Oh, <laughs> I, was just, I was supposed to say practice, 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 practice. Do, do you get 80 bucks now that I said it four times? <laughs> God, yes, I do. Um, and it, it was like when I started with Instagram, I had, I had almost lived off the grid for a while. I had no phone. I was hitchhiking around. I, I, I was like, it was very... Uh, low tech and then for a while it was like i don't i don't know do i even want to share anything on the internet like and it, it was definitely a process wow. of, of getting comfortable with it and i would see the way people were selling themselves and it was like cringy be like oh they're constantly like trying to sell something and i don't want to buy anything and um so i've i've gone through this whole thing of like once i realized this is what makes most sense for me and what i enjoy doing and there have been lots of voices, lots of people from many directions who have like, um, well, if you believe in it and you like it, you know, it's there's no shame in offering it to people. <laughs> Maybe they'll like it too. Um, and so it definitely it has been a journey to get to that stage where it's like, okay, do this, post this, and like, um, and in some way, I, I'm also really kind of critical and aware of like the attention oh, suck the whole the social media can be. Um, but I really feel like part of a, a positive uplifting community, which is contributing something good to a space where I know a lot of people who are really critical of tech and social media in general. Um, but my experience of it is, has been a very empowering, uplifting social thing, which, uh, which I'm like happy to be a part of. So there was this, a phase where it felt really like, oh, like even writing text in my post, I was like, oh, I don't want to write anything. I don't want to show myself. I just want to mm. show my work. Um, but the more I kind of, mm, mm. Kira, Kira helped because she, um, she was just like, just write the way you would talk. <laughs> And it's like, so, okay, I'm doing this and you can do it with me if you want. Oh, who's, who's Kira? Kira's my you wife. mentioned her already like three or four times. Yeah, Kira's my wife. I knew, okay, yeah, that makes wife. sense. Um, Making you better. That's, because uh, it had to be. Because she, <laughs> she also witnessed the journey. She would see me struggling, like sitting, sitting for an hour, looking at my phone. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm trying to write a post on Instagram. <laughs> and I've got like two, two, <laughs> two sentences written. That's like, it's got to be, you know, it's got to, it's got to, it's got to hit home. It's got to be perfect. And, and I was like, oh, is that, does it? Does it really have to be like that? Um, oh, yeah. So it's, um, Chance you could draw your, your children as caricatures once a month or something and then do a time lapse because you said like people come back time and again to get in and then you notice something yeah. different about them every time and then you'll have like one of those like, portraits from... I, do, I do it once a year not once yay, a month yay. that that is already hard enough drawing little kids without them jumping on your get <laughs> and trying to take the marker out of your hand and children draw have stuff. you got 
I got two, uh, a one-year-old mm-hmm. and a three-year-old. They're both young, so it's a lot of work at that age. Yeah. Um, yeah. I find but joy- Dylan, Dylan, yeah. I, 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 no, 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 I, I, sorry. I just wanted to go back to what you were saying because there's so much to what you said just now that resonated with me so much. And I always thought that you were, um, I always thought you were different than other social media artists on here because mm-hmm. it didn't seem like you it wasn't about you. Like everything you did was about other people. Like you always made it about somebody else. And I always thought that was very genuine. Like when I think of social media, I think of like narcissism, like it's about me and look what I drew and look at this thing I'm doing and me, me, me. And then you was, it was always like, check this artist out. Look at what this person does. I love what this guy did. And Hey, check out Chance. He's a good character artist. I'm like, this, why is he talking about me? This guy's so good. Like, I don't get it. Like, he's so good. And then I, I started watching you more. Like, wow, he's making. Like, I, I I became so invested in what you were doing, because I saw how much energy you put in other people. Like, how much you were giving to other people, and that to me is really what what always turned me uh-huh. off from social media was how it was always about. It was so narcissistic, you yeah. know, and I, I never really liked that aspect of it. But I, I've seen a few people like you, for example, who make it about other people who always focus on what they can give, the kind of community that they can create. But you have this you're very organized, too. Like you do this every week. Right. You do these calls, all the technical stuff you figure it out. You know, you got everything set up and it's like I never got that far. You know, I like the idea of doing community, but like the, the responsibility of, you know, setting everything up and making it work every week that's yeah kind of tough it was interesting because for such a long time like i i mentioned that um i was are those your kids chance in the background yes. yeah <laughs> um for a long time it's like i don't actually know what i want to do but i'm just going to keep going and figure it out and then at some point it was like i'm actually most interested in people and um like when I traveled, it was always about the people, about connecting, like just having experiences with people. And I was always drawn to portraiture. And I remember one of my mentors, she said, like, cause it was, we were kind of in the illustration world. And she was like, but if you, you can't just do a portrait, that's not an illustration, that's a portrait. And I was like, but that's what I'm most, I'm most interested. I, I really like interact, engage with people through their, you know, this face-to-face expression. And so all this searching, I'm like, what is it? What do I have to say? What do I want to communicate? And I was like, I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in people. And and that became more and more my thing. And, um, and, and then once I got into the space, well, I, I, I'd leveled up to an extent where I was invited to teach. And then I noticed, um, like, I, I really wanted to know the people I was drawing and the muses and um, and get in touch with them and interact. And I think it's amazing and such a missed opportunity when I like I see people who are teaching and they don't even mention the name of the person that they're drawing. Um, it's like here's here's a face we're going to draw. And um, and I feel like. So I, I've participated in classes where I do a, a, a Google image search. I'm like, I want to know who this person is. And, um, and yeah, I, yeah, that's, that's like what, what makes, gives the whole thing life. I think it's, it's, um, 
so it's, yeah, it's interesting that you pick up on that. And it's nice to have it kind of reflected back because at some point it was like, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? What do I want to do? And I was like, I'm actually most interested in people and drawing people and drawing is a way to connect to people. So that's, yeah. that's nice. So hey, baby, welcome. yeah. Hey baby. Yeah. I got some, some action here and, um, might have to jump off soon. There's so many questions. I wanted to ask you, Shannon, um, some questions too, but I think my daughter is, yeah. So <laughs> if yeah. you need to go, we, go we, we could, we could, uh, we could continue this conversation another time. Um, yeah, uh, let's, yeah, let's do can. that. Let's continue it some other time and then we can, and I, I really appreciate the drawings you guys did. I like the, 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 uh, the kid you got in the background there, Shannon, <laughs> he's got this look on his face. It's so good. Cool. If I knew how to do characters really well, I was going to make you realistic and then all the people around you be cartoons, but. <laughs> oh yeah. Cool. That's actually a good idea. Let's see. Are you okay, your baby? Cool. She's yeah, thank, thank you so yeah, much, Chance. Thank you. you for sharing your time and conversation with us. It's been really lovely. And everyone, make sure you follow Chance. Um, as I mentioned earlier, the yeah. uh, Chance's Instagram is on um, and website link, I think I've put them down in the description below. And subscribe to all of our YouTube channels. And um, yeah interact with us because we like people and it's it's uh yes please it's it's really wonderful connecting and sharing inspiration and drawing together and that's what the whole thing is about um being drawn together uh and it's so important and so wonderful so thank you chance you're awesome and shannon you too thank you chance so important thank both of you you guys thank are you awesome. everyone really this is really incredible thank you it's our I can't pleasure. wait to hang out more and talk about Men in Black cartoon. Yes, I know. That's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so much to talk about. And let's hang out and draw together sometime. Uh, that'd be awesome. Yes, 100%. 100%. Cool. Thank you, everyone, for watching. And right. and if you've been drawing along, use the um, tag us on social media and use the hashtag drawn together. Um, we'd love to see your work. We'd really love to all see your portraits of chance. So thank you for drawing along and for being here, everyone. Thank cool. you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, Chan. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye.